0: When we're not in the same room altogether, we don't uh, necessarily have the same sensations, but I'm just really grateful to be in this room uh, with these folks. And uh, for me, there is just a sense of peace, sense of well-being. There's a calm. So this morning I would say shalom. And then I was really pleased that two of our friends from Bethlehem, are joining us this morning, so salam, peace. In response, you can say either of those back to me. It's a greeting, but it means so much more. I think maybe this year uh, we have a better chance of a clearer understanding of the biblical definition of peace than maybe any other year of our life. Now. You're probably scratching your head a bit if you heard what I just said. That may seem a bit uh, far-fetched, so I may have to explain. Shalom, as defined in the Bible, is the uh, totally opposite of almost everything that we've been experiencing for the past nine months. Shalom is peace, yet we are experiencing the panic of a pervasive and at times very deadly virus. Shalom is harmony, yet we're experiencing the inharmonious chorus of bitter partisanship politics. Shalom is wholeness, and yet we have again witnessed the tragic tears of racial division in our nation. Shalom is completeness, yet we have some with lingering doubts about our presidential election numbers. Shalom is prosperity, and yet we are experiencing record unemployment and growing lines at food banks. Shalom is welfare, and yet we're experiencing very little goodwill expressed between cities or nations, and shalom is tranquility, yet we're experiencing loud noise and restlessness and agitation so if we take everything that we've been experiencing in these nine months and today we imagine the total opposite of that we get a picture of what shalom is as God shaloms as what God intends shalom to be so well, I, I just want us to give it a try I just want us like to to close our eyes Count down from three and and just see if everything reverses just because we understand what it means. Okay, ready? Here we go. Close your eyes tightly. Okay, count with me. Three, two, two, one. Is it different? Mm -hmm. Did it work? I wish it could. I wish it was that easy. Shalom. Shalom. Is completeness, soundness, safety, security, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, friendship, absence of war. When I say shalom, I'm saying may all that be yours and more. One author writes about shalom in this way shalom is the webbing together of God, humans, and all creation in justice, fulfillment, and delight. We call it peace, but it goes far beyond the mere peace of mind or the ceasefire between enemies. In the Bible, shalom means universal flourishing, wholeness, and delight. A rich state of affairs in which natural needs are satisfied and natural gifts fruitfully employed. A state of affairs that inspires joyful wonder as its creator and savior opens doors and welcomes the creatures in whom he delights. Shalom, in other words, is the way things ought to be. Shalom is the way things ought to be. The way things God designed things to be. For most of us, as the author pointed out, shalom is too small. It's just not our personal peace and prosperity God broadens shalom to a universal concept that, quote, sums up the blessings of the messianic period, end of quote. We've not yet arrived at that period. We're waiting expectantly for that period to come. And when it does, shalom will be the essential characteristic of the messianic kingdom. Shalom is not something we can work up to on our own. We can't make it happen. Shalom comes from God. Shalom is the gift of God to his people. And God gives the gift of shalom as he determines uh, the meaning that, it, it, that, that we have to... Since God gives us that shalom, we have to position ourselves to wait. Wait until God gives us what we need. So we're waiting for God to act. We're waiting for God to deliver Shalom to us and to all of his creation. Waiting is hard, especially when we are so presently in need of the gift of Shalom to arrive. It is too easy for us to take matters into our own hands and to attempt to create our own shalom, the following words from an opinion writer encouraged me in my impatience. The most reassuring message of the Advent season is that the existence of hope, love, peace, and joy does not depend on us. It does not rely on our virtue or our wisdom. It is a delivery from elsewhere The German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who knew something of the subject, compared Advent to a prison cell in which one waits and hopes and does various unessential things, but is completely dependent on the fact that the door of freedom has to be opened from the outside. The Advent narratives are filled with waiting people Mary, Zechariah, Elizabeth, Simeon, Anna, they lived in patient expectation and were receptive to the good news when it arrived. Their hope did not come as the result of a battle. It came like a seed planted in the garden, like the sun rising in defiance of night, like a child growing within his mother. We are not the heroes of the story. Our contribution is to be watchful and open. But hope, love, peace, and joy arise in awesome humility. God is with us. Jesus is with us. This is everything. Can we wait like these in the Advent story? Can we live in patient expectation? Can we prepare to receive the good news of the messianic kingdom when it arrives? Can we wait like the seed planted in the garden, like the sun rising in defiance of the night, like a child growing in his mother's womb? Can we wait without fighting, without doing battle, without trying to create our own shalom? To help us answer those questions, we come to the most important words of the morning. Jesus said, Shalom, I leave with you. My shalom, I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Jesus is preparing his followers for his departure. Soon, he will fulfill his mission and return to his father. One thing he leaves behind with his followers is his shalom. He gifts his followers with shalom. Jesus gives his followers the future blessings of the messianic period before that period arrives. Completeness, safety, soundness, security, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, friendship, peace from war. These are the blessings imparted to those who follow Jesus while living in the present in anticipation of the arrival of the age to come. One of the mysteries of the future blessings breaking into the present age is that we taste the powers of the age to come as we wait for the fullness of the blessings to arrive with Jesus at the turning of the ages. Oh, but those tastes help us to hold on until the day of completion arrives. These blessings are given to us, not just as the world gives. The blessing and the giving of the gifts are unique to anything we've ever experienced. When the world gives, my observation is it gives based on performance. When the world gives, it gives based on cause and effect. When the world gives, it gives with strings attached. It gives incompletely, insecurely, partially, and temporally. But not so with Jesus. When Jesus gives, he gives as a gift. He gives because he is the cause. He gives with no strings attached. He gives completely, securely, holy and never-endingly. Jesus leaves his shalom with us at the same time that he sends the Holy Spirit to help us in everything. One of the things the Holy Spirit helps us is he helps us absorb the mysteries of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' absence, he promises help from another helper and his peace which he leaves with us. John records Jesus' words for us so that we can hold on to these promises. Jesus said the Advocate, the Paraclete, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace, Shalom, I leave with you, my Shalom, I give to you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Sending us the Holy Spirit and leaving his peace with us serves one very important purpose. Purpose. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be afraid. This crazy world affects our thinking. Without the Holy Spirit to help us and Jesus' peace with us, our thoughts are assaulted with confusion and fear. Our only defense against the disturbance of the world is the Holy Spirit who teaches us what is true and the gift of peace given to us by Jesus. The craziness of the world we live in will not end Until Jesus returns. So, until then, we need to intentionally ask the Holy Spirit for help and to receive regular tastes of shalom, the blessings of the Messianic age to come. So, let's do that right now together. Holy Spirit, come. We need your help you are the only helper we have. Holy Spirit, teach us to receive the shalom given to us by Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us not to diminish that shalom, to make it less than what it is. Holy Spirit, take our troubled, confused, and fearful thoughts those thoughts. Do not allow these thoughts to control our lives. Set us free from the prison of troubled, confused, and fearful thinking. Let us experience in this moment the shalom of Jesus. Give us a taste of the shalom that is coming. Jesus, we receive the blessings of your messianic kingdom in this moment with this humble request. Completeness, safety, soundness, security, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, friendship, peace from war. These are the gifts of our Messiah.